Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bellcast. This is Bart. This is Gio. <laughs> Why are you looking at me all weird? I don't know, because we just had a little exchange before we turned this on. But anyway, what do we talk about today? Um, I think on this podcast, we talk about a lot of mistakes that we've made in our relationship and a lot of things we would have done differently. But this <laughs> morning... so much emphasis. I'm trying to lure them into this conversation because this right. is going to be juicy. Yeah, yeah. And so we always talk about where we fucked up. Yeah, and I think uh, this morning we were talking about, oh, we never share like the victories or we never share the things that go well in the relationship. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea to talk about. Yeah. So I think maybe we could talk about it for this podcast. Like what are, I mean, we've been together for 12 years. To you, what are some of the things that you feel like we did really good? Yeah, I know there's a lot of roasting going on here, mainly for me to bar and that, trust me, those are all bits. But believe it or not, we really do love each other. And I think um, we did a lot of things wrong to figure out what the right ones were. And for me, the biggest, biggest um, thing that I, I think changed the relationship and how I view it for myself was when I was able to notice all my own personal flaws and how that was kind of being toxic in the relationship and then working on myself to be like, hey, Gio, love yourself too, man. And it sounds corny because um, everyone's always like, you got to love yourself first. How can you not love how do you love anyone if you don't even love yourself? Like, that's all so true, you know? But I think when it, like I'm hearing it, I'm like, corny. You know, it just sounds like such a simplified um, answer for me that I'm like, nah, that can't be it. Yeah, a lot I'm of people don't even know they don't love themselves too. Yeah. Because like, I think what people do is they, I think like people think they love themselves. And obviously there's the qualities of yourself that has helped you throughout life right like w whether it's uh you're a very creative person and ever since you were five like your teachers have been telling you very creative so that's like <laughs> that's that one thing that's um i know i'm a creative or i know i'm a this i know i'm a that and those are the things that you really latch on to but there's other deep driving forces that i think um that either people hide or they're kind of insecure or there's things that people really liked liked about themselves but whether it's like the friends that they had that made fun of them that they kind of hated in the back. And when those things um, are like pressed down, those are the parts that I think become people's biggest insecurities. And those are parts that if there, if it's an insecurity about yourself, you definitely don't love yourself over it. And a lot of times when you have a deep, dark insecurity, it also turns into a projection and you start uh, throwing that negativity at your partner. Yeah, I mean, definitely there's that. But I think for me, like, so you, so you learn about relationships at home. You know what I mean? Like, you start learning about a relationship as soon as you're a little baby baby, like, just seeing your parents interact. You know, so for me, like, um, witnessing my parents' dynamic and then seeing how giving, or at least what I perceived as a lot of sacrifice and giving coming from my mom's end, I thought that that was the standard. I thought that that was healthy. I thought that you were... Like growing up, I thought you were supposed to lose yourself to now become like this unit with someone else. So like I always was like, um, you just have to get lost in that person and that person has to get lost in you and you give them everything. And, and I'm not saying that that's not true, but I think the way that I was given before was like I it wasn't me like it, it like I mean, it's me, but like I was giving for the sake of 
um, blending in better for the relationship, if that makes any sense. No, yeah, I think so. I think you're trying to create like a third entity. Yeah, but it wasn't like in a healthy way. Um, it was more like, like there were things that maybe I was against that I'm like, okay, I guess I could see this working, you know, and I'm trying to think of a specific example. Um, oh, I know one. Um, just like the fact that I knew I didn't want to get married at that time, but because that's just what I was, was fed and that's what I grew up seeing. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I have to settle now without really like looking at myself and being like, well, wait, what, what makes you happy? What is it that you want? And I, and I felt like thinking, what is it that you want? I felt like that was being selfish. I felt like, um, why am I making this about myself and it should be an us thing? So I kept like neglecting myself without even knowing. Um, and I think over the years that kind of like started building up and I, I think I started building resentment towards whomever I was with at that time. Cause I'm just like, fuck, I never got to do the shit I wanted to do. But mm -hmm. it's like, who's keeping you from doing it? Like, why can't you do what you want to do? Yeah. You know, so I think, I think growing up, I always felt like um, I was just restricted a lot at home, like from my parents, uh, my dad too. So then I think I put myself in that situation again where like, because I didn't have a good relationship with my dad, I think I, I unintentionally put myself back in a situation where I needed to add, like, I felt like I needed to ask for permission or acceptance or approval or approval. Yeah. From who, that partner that I was with. So what are some things that you feel like we did right? Um, so that was the first one for me, like learning to love myself. Cause then when I was able to love myself, then I was able to see you for you and love you even harder. And I think that's really, 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 really important. So you think that's, uh, <clears throat> Um, can you put it into perspective? Do you think you started loving yourself in the beginning, in the middle, towards the end? I think in the very beginning, I really, I really did love myself. Yeah. I think in the middle of things, when things got really bad, I completely lost myself. So you think in the beginning? Do you think in the beginning, when you really loved yourself, uh, you also really loved me? Um, and then when you started to not love yourself, you started to not love me either. And then later on, when you started to love yourself again, you started to love me again. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I don't know how fleeting that love was. Like, I don't know, like, like I always knew deep down that I love you forever, right? But I think the intensity of that, or maybe it's passion, maybe that was the one that like that, that spark just kind of died and fizzled for us um, during the time that I was like hating myself. So maybe in the beginning it was like false, you know, maybe like, remember I said when I met you, like I felt like the freest, I felt so accepted. I felt like, wow what you see me as like, I don't have to put up a front or I don't have, not that I was putting up fronts, but like, I just felt like I needed to show up wherever I was going, whomever I'm with, I needed to always be at my best. But when I was with you, I felt like I could just be, and I'm already loved. Like I could just be sitting here breathing, not doing anything. And like, you're already so in love with me. And that felt very freeing. Um, uh, so maybe at that point, like that was maybe like, false acceptance on my end i don't know yeah but i just realized when it hit me that i'm like oh shit i need to love myself was when i was able to start really loving you at like a completely different deeper level what about you um i think one thing that i'm really proud of of our relationship is um after our deepest darkest times that we didn't split up and I think that's really important to me because I've said this before, but I grew up in a divorced family. You literally say that every single podcast. What? That I grew up in a divorced family? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So my parents were split up when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was six. And, um, and so I know what it feels like to come from a broken home. And I know what it feels like to be like the bargaining chip back and forth. And I know what it feels like for your parents to hate each other when on TV, they love each other. So I know that it sucks. And I know that mm. when you go to one family member, the, that whole side of the family kind of looks at the other family kind of weird. Whereas most people, when they bounce from in-laws to in-laws, they just feel like they have their own immediate family and they have this one giant uh, family on both yeah, sides. Yeah, like it's all love. Yeah. It's all positive. It's like, uh, yeah, you go to like that side of the, your mom's side of the family. It's all love. You go to dad's side. It's, it's all love. And then they care. ask about your mom's side or yeah, your dad's side and they really care. Yeah, and they can't wait to have the next big gathering so everyone's together. But when your parents are uh, split up, you can't even talk about the other one. Well, you you go to one side and my mom's side, her mom, her dad, her her brother, her aunt, they hate his fucking guts and they think they ruin not only my life, but her life. And then you go to my dad's side and they think that my mom um, destroyed the family. So it's just like you, there's, it's not all love, you know? So I, I know what that feels like. And because of that, um, I never, ever, ever wanted Taika to feel anything remotely close to that and i know if i wanted to bring a kid in i wanted to bring it into at least try my best to um bring him into like a whole home and so i think one thing that i'm really proud of both of us is that when we went through our darkest times we never called it quits and we were pushing through and really make it make it um make it happen you know and i think like yeah, there's a lot of people that um, feel like, well, if you guys were unhappy, you guys should have split. And, you know, I think happiness and unhappiness, I think it's it really depends on what slice you're trying to look at. Because there's, in any time of your life, if you're looking at a slice of a millisecond, it, you, you could be extreme joy, extreme sadness, right? And then if you have a slice that's a minute long or a slice that's an hour long or a slice that's a day long, then the waves... I mean, this is really like nerdy, but if you study trigonometry and you know how like sine and cosines work, there's a point where it gets to... Who if, the fuck turns a relationship talking to math? So people can get a visualization, you know, like there's always ups and there's downs and it's a wave and it goes up and down. So if you look at it from a split second point of view and you take the slope of that curve, <laughs> it can it can be in a positive, in a positive value. It could be a negative value. It could be a zero. It could be flat, you know? But if you zoom out enough, this wave, it just looks like a straight line. And then this whole straight line could actually be on a like a uptick, you know? And so to me, I'm like, I try not to let my fleeting emotions of the day or even the week even try to determine how my scope of where things are. And so for me, I just always think that like, if I love Ma Bear, Ma Bear loves me, even if we're going through some dark times, like I think we can work it out. And I'm really, really happy that we worked all that stuff out. And then now we have an amazing family with an amazing CUNY kid. I agree. Um, I agree, but I don't want to put out like something wrong out there. You know, <clears throat> excuse me what I mean. Like for us, it was definitely something that um, and I'll move to the next to my next point of what makes a relationship. What I think, you think I said it, something wrong. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just going to add another layer to what you said. I don't think it's wrong. Oh. I'm just saying that's what definitely worked for us, but we are those type of people. But um, we 
like when we got together, it was like this connection that you and I have never felt before. Right. Like, and I don't think a lot of people. Well, it's because you're so hot. No, it's not. But I, I think also like, um, and a lot of you guys listening probably have felt this, you know, where it's like, you feel like you've known this person even before you've already like, like really met them. You're just like, damn, I have this crazy fucking connection with you. And some of you might not even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And you might never will. Sorry. But, um, I think people know what they're talking about. Okay, cool. I hope so. Cause it feels really cool. It's like when you're like in kindergarten and you meet that friend that likes your favorite cartoon and you're like. What you like Ninja Turtles? Not too? even that. No, that that's not it. That's not the depth I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is where, where it's like, fuck, I never believed in past lives before, but I've met you somewhere, and it's weird because I've never seen you before in my fucking life. One of those things. Oh wow. Yeah, those are rare. You didn't feel that for me? What the fuck? <laughs> there we go with the roasting. <laughs> that's not a roast. Well, it's a something. That's a legitimate concern. You didn't feel that for me? Of course, I felt that for you. All right. Well, anyway, my point that I'm trying to make is. I think because we had that, we knew we had this like fucking bond as as toxic because I feel like the relationship was pretty toxic. As toxic as it got, it never turned uh, like physical to the point where like it just never turned physical where we were like, holy shit, we're like destroying each other physically. Like it wasn't toxic. Are you to talking the- about beating the shit out of each other? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. Um, like it wasn't toxic like we're trying to fucking sabotage each other. It was just toxic where um or maybe toxic's not the right word. Anyway, the point I'm trying to Why make is Why are you using is, words you don't know? It's, well, it's not that I don't know. I just feel like it's such a heavy word. Radioactive? <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is what's worked for us might not work for everyone. So for so I've seen couples where I'm like, bro, you should break the fuck up, you know? Whereas for you, you're like, we stuck it through, you know? And it's kind of a gamble. Like you kind of have to maybe even sit there and make a list. You know how I like lists? Yeah, well, I also think like, so I think relationships, it's not just your commitment and love towards each other. It's also your commitment and love towards yourself, right? So I think for a relationship to really work, because- you know, I'm also a big believer that it's never really the relationship. It's actually yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. So like when you, you know, when you meet different people, the easy way to look at it is different people bring different things out of you, right? Like, man, when I'm hanging out with this person, I just feel happy all the time. And when I meet with this person, this per- all this person wants to do is just talk some shit. And we're always talking about drama. And by the time I leave their house, I realize, damn, all we've been doing is just venting all day. And we go to this person's house and this person just wants to like drink. So I end up drinking because like he'll bring us a drinker out of me, you know? So I think that's the easy way to look at it. But I think if you look a little bit deeper, all those parts are actually you and people are incapable of bringing something out of you that you're not already capable of yourself. It's yeah. just that it was a trigger that pulls it out of you, right? And so I think when you're in a relationship, it's easy to blame the relationship. It's like, man, this, my spouse brings the worst out of me or my spouse, like, you know, makes me do this, but it's really, you're, it's like you're, uh, you've lost control. Yeah. It's like, like Like you have no control over what they pull out of you. Yeah. Like you, you already had the capability of taking the glass and throw it on the ground. It just so happened that your spouse pissed you the fuck off. So you grab the cup and you throw it on the ground, but you can't blame your spouse for doing it. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. There's some people out there. AKA Bart that just fucking push the right buttons. Hey, I'm I'm all about it, pushing buttons. And so uh, that means that you're already capable of doing it. So I think to make a relationship really work, it's really about the relationship work. 
And also, I mean, just like quitting a drug, right? It's about removing the people that offer you drugs all the time, but it's also giving yourself some direction and positivity in your life. Maybe you go canoeing or something so that you're not so focused on where's the motherfucking meth at, man? You know, so you can like, you, you, you also channel that energy. So same thing within a relationship. I think it's important to, if you got anger management issues, you got to deal with that internally, but your, your spouse should also help be there and can help be there to try not to trigger that. But the hard part is your spouse isn't perfect. So your spouse has their own internal problems. There's really in a relationship constantly, there's actually three set of problems, you know, each one, and then also the The joint one. And so, um, I think if you're willing to work on all three, yeah, then what you kind of have to, man. Yeah. If you're, then I think, then I think the relationship can, can really, really work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but and obviously some people, make the third one harder for you, right? Like if you're like, if you're an alcoholic and you have that, you have a gene for addiction and your spouse is a fucking whiskey connoisseur, it's going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. But that just means you got to be even more Gandhi about it if you want to stick through this. Yeah, I have something to say about that. But before I do, uh, let's introduce our sponsor. All right, you guys. So I'm super excited to introduce our sponsor, Thrive Market. When I heard about what they do, I was super excited to share it with you guys. So imagine getting high quality, non-GMO groceries delivered to your door, all while um, still giving back to different communities. That's what I really like about it. What? That you order non-GMO food and then it's giving it to the less fortunate. Yeah. Um, And it is exactly. So uh, your paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like low income families, teachers, uh, veterans or first responders. So um, every time you order or your uh, your membership kicks in, then it's providing a membership for someone in need. That's awesome. That's super beautiful. Yeah. What I really like about um, Thrive Market is obviously the organic and the non-GMO, but it contributes to a healthy, um, sustainable lifestyle. So um, you go on their website and then it gives, it asks you a series of questions when you first sign up, right? Like what type of diet are you following? What allergies do you have? What type of sweetener do you enjoy? What about pasta? Like, what about like carbohydrates? How do you like it? So it starts really tailoring the marketplace to just um, really fit your lifestyle. And then once you answer these questions, which, which take like maybe a minute, um, now it creates the store for you. And now you can start picking and selecting what items you want to receive that month. Uh, so it's super convenient, especially now that everyone's, you know, stuck at home. Um, and, and we're all kind of still a little bit weary of going out into the public space and, and you know, bringing something home that we don't want to bring home. So Thrive Market really does cater to um, people that, you know, either live a a busy lifestyle or just want a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Um, So right now you guys are going to get up to $20 in shopping credit when you join today. Uh, So go to thrivemarket.com slash bill. Again, if you join today, it's risk-free membership. And you can get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. So that's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash bill to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 off your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash bail. And we're back. Um, Yeah, definitely. I mean, you are definitely responsible for 
your own actions, right? And and the point I was trying to make, I guess, was like, not every relationship you have to, it, it shouldn't be so fucking self-sacrificing to the point where you lose yourself. You know, like you can fight a good fight and 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 sometimes it's gonna be those where like your partner is, has given up and they're just like, nah, fuck that, like this sucks or whatever. But you really just have to understand yourself as a person um and just being like damn is this worth it do i want this and then understand them as a person it's like damn is this the right person for me and then at that point i think i think you can decide if you want to fight a good fight or not you know because like for us it worked fighting through it some for other people it just it was a waste of time um so yeah everything's not cookie cutter you definitely have to look in that so moving into my next point is um trust and it's like um when you first start dating, or at least for myself, when I first started dating, I just thought trust meant like fidelity trust. Like I thought that's kind of as deep as it needed to go. I didn't really think about it too much past that because I'm like, uh, hey, I want him to be loyal and I'm going to be loyal to him. And um, yeah, that's the only thing I really looked for. But then the longer we've been in a relationship, I realized that there's trust literally in every exchange that we make, whether that's um, whenever we share like something we're kind of ashamed about or like, um, scared to, to talk about, like even just talking about sex for us in the beginning, remember how like, uh, there needed to, the, the room needed to feel like it was full of love and trust in order for us to even like talk about certain sexual fantasies or whatever that we had. And it was, it blew my mind that like, we both felt awkward about talking about that because we're both so open in front of a camera but when it came to us talking about intimacy um i don't think that would have happened if we felt like there wasn't that trust that was one of the most uh funnest times of my life i think we we're exploring like intimacy and like really trying to make that safe space about sex and i remember you told me to pull up a porno and then you jacked me off i'm like that was pretty tight so what I the fuck that's that well how does that what value did that just add to the fucking conversation? I think you I just wanted to brag. No, I thought we were talking about trust. <laughs> so I think she told me to pull up my favorite porno and I pulled up a porno <laughs> and then she started jacking me off. And I'm like, I think Man, you're bragging. No, I'm like, there's a lot of trust here. I like you're that. You're fucking around. I'm not fucking around. That really happened? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember? <laughs> oh, we no. got to do it again. We got to make more memories. That's so old. Okay, well, wait, but wait, wait. This is during the time where like we, you know, we were so open with each other about everything. But then with the sex part, we didn't really con like connect or like it didn't feel like a safe space, like whether it was judging back and forth or something. And we're like, okay, no, 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 no. We got to we gotta get rid of this. Yeah. And then so like we don't, like if you brought up a porno, if I brought up a porno, we're going to be like, well, you like that? You like that? Like that's just so judgy, you know? So I think at, during that time, uh, I was sitting on the bed and then you're like hey just you just start watching porn and i'm gonna jack you off and i'm like damn i love this I'm trust exercise well that wasn't the point the point wasn't to jack you off i don't know why you're emphasizing that so much the point was um so we grew up with a lot of like religious guilt you know like i grew up with the pictures of like freaking jesus christ the mexican version of that uh like in every room and there's a saint in every room you know la virgen de guadalupe is exactly. like there like you have the angels we have like the picture of the two kids crossing the bridge with the fucking guardian angel next to it. like that's the type of shit i grew up and those are all the pictures around my house so i always felt so guilty having like these sexual desires and like i just felt like i was i was um i shouldn't be talking about that or i shouldn't be thinking about it's sex shameful. as much as yeah, as much as I am, I, like I felt like, like 
I would obsess about sex so much. I think because I was so deprived of like just the information that was out there. So like, I didn't even realize that I carried that into the relationship. I thought like I was a sexually like open person and super comfortable with myself. And like when it came to certain things like porno, like I knew you watched it. You knew I watched it, but we never really shared and talked about it. There's no trust. Yeah, because I think we were just so ashamed of, I think, the emotions we felt towards it. I think that's only jacked me off. When I was watching my porno. It really shattered God that. damn it. It really, it was really like a, okay, like well, a treaty. Besides- it was like, it was like, a, you know, we, we. We decided to have an alliance and I thought it was really awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like I was able to share like the Do you freaky, remember? No. The freaky shit that I liked. And I'm not just talking about trust in this space, but this is a huge one. But I was able to share like the weird shit I like watching and like I felt like you were like, Oh, cool. Like that's not my cup of tea, but I can respect that it's yours. And I'm like, Wow, thank you. I feel safe. Um, another one of of trust is just in like um like decision making you know there's times where like you and i we don't agree on shit but we ultimately know or we know that ultimately um the goal the end goal is for us to succeed and be happy as a as a as a unit the three of us so there's times where i don't agree and you don't agree but we're just like okay we know that we know what the end goal is so we're just going to back up that decision 100 percent. and i really do like that because it's it's very empowering in a relationship it feels like it's very equal you know and i think for me feeling equal in a relationship is really important i know some people don't even think about that but i think for me i do because of just the dynamics i saw growing up you know like our household was very patriarchal and um at the time growing up i didn't mind it i guess or maybe subconsciously i did that's why i'm like so aware of it now um but i just felt like there was I don't know. It just felt like that dynamic was weird for me growing up. For some reason, I always felt like my mom's voice was so little compared to my dad's. Um, and when I when I grew up and I and I realized how much it kind of bothered me, that's why I always wanted my voice to be equals to that of my spouse. Because I'm like, I want a relationship where we can like bounce ideas and like um, like just thoughts back and forth. I think we're meant to be then because my grandpa the way he always emphasized it. Like, this is what he taught my mom and her generation. And then, which is also what he passed down to me. But he always said, he, he always told my mom and, and his kids, you guys don't have to listen to me. I'm just your dad. So awesome. as your dad, um, dads are a dime a dozen. Your mom is the complete opposite of that. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> no actually it worked in her favor. Oh, okay. Because he was like, I'm, your, I'm just your dad. So you don't have to listen to me. But you have to, have to uh, listen to your mom because your mom is the one that gave birth to you and your mom will be there by your side no matter what. And then so because- Wait, why, where would the dad be? Is the dad just could, maybe he just set it up so he can like bounce. Maybe, but um, but because of that, what he says, he always backed up whatever the mom said all the time. Mm. And then so like, he, he, like, so my grandparents, they had like a very traditional, I guess- um, Chinese style of family arrangement at that time where grandma didn't work, stayed at home. Um, the dad went out and worked and brought home the money. And then the mom does the finances and the accounting and stuff, right? Like, and does like that budgeting and all that stuff for the house. So 
whatever decisions that the mom made for the house, he makes, backed it. Well, it makes sense because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on in the house. Yeah, so he backs it 100%. And so most of the time, he enforces what my grandma wants even harder than what he wants. And I think that's where I also where I learned that from too, where um, if I see you telling Taika something or disciplining it on something, I make sure that he doesn't talk back to you or I make sure that whatever you said, if it needs to have an emphasis or be re-emphasized, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel that. And I really do enjoy that because I feel like now we're like in an equal partnership, you know, like um, I'm not one to like having to rely on someone. That's just not my style. I just feel like obviously this might be an insecurity of my own. Yeah, it is. But I, yeah, I just I don't I don't like that. I, I like bringing equal like an equal my my fair share to the table, you know, like if you're. And we've talked about this, but this is super surface. But like, if you're bringing X amount of dollars, then I want to match that. You know, like I want everything to be 50-50 all the time. Um, I think because of just how the dynamic that I witnessed, you know, where I'm like, man, I don't like that. I like the voices to be equal. You feel like your mom's voice is really small in the household? Um, she probably made all the... I don't know if it was really, like, I don't know if it was really small. I, I want to say but no. what did you I feel like? Right, that's what I'm getting to. Uh, so I don't know if it was real, like the reality, it, her her word might have carried more weight than my dad's, but I think the way she made me feel that she felt that her, how her voice uh, was, in, was was small, you know? Cause I would so ask- So she could have ruled the house, but she just felt like a Maybe, nothing. I don't know, but I just felt like, um, I felt like this helplessness coming from her where, where I'm like, oh man, let me, let me not be that way subconsciously i'm thinking this i'm like let me not be that way so that like i ultimately i can help her not feel that way and then me never feel that way yeah yeah so i think i think feeling that in a relationship really really helps i see yeah because now imagine if i'm like like and i know we fuck around a lot but like when it comes to serious stuff like i won't belittle you on any of that stuff you know because i'm like i'm your partner and i want to support like even if i think you're sh the fucking you're doing the stupidest hobbies which, which, which hobby is stupid? I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but let's see. I, you need I, to jack me off again. You need to just listen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like like for bits and stuff on camera, we fuck around a lot. I'm trolling his ass. I'm burning and roasting and I can't wait to go in and I'm mocking so much fun. And I'm, I'm poking so much fun at him and I'm mocking him like crazy. But off camera, you can't wait to jack me off. Yeah, off camera, I can't wait to jack him off. Um, and and. Yeah, like I, I really, I really support all your stuff. You know, as stupid as it thinks that as I think it is, like I think if it's important to you, then you think scuba diving is stupid. If I think it's important, if I see that it's important to you, not I think, but if I see that it's important to you, then it's just as important to me. Oh, and I think, you. and I think that type of support is, um, is really necessary for a healthy relationship. I think so too, because I think like people have their, um, like their coveted things right like there's things that mean a lot to them and i think you feel the most support from not just your spouse but also your friends and your family and just everyone you meet i think you feel that when they support your thing you know what i mean like even even with connection wise right like uh like like let's say you like this movie it's a guilty pleasure you're kind of ashamed of it you think it's kind of cheesy but for some reason you really like it right 
And then you meet a friend, and then when you have a friend that's like, oh man, that's a really good movie. Like you're like, oh, I feel so supported. You feel accepted too sometimes. Yeah, and then so I think that's so important versus like if you have a hobby or if you have an interest and you put it out there, and then people come and just shit on it. Like you feel like, oh my god, I got a personal attachment to that thing. Why would you shit like? Why, why, why are you it's shitting like you on my too, life? You were showing them vulner, vulnerability. Like you're being vulnerable with them and then they just laughed at you. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. You got like this cool little 1950s, I don't know, like little classic car. And then they go, ew, you want to fix that up? That thing sucks. And you're like, but it has sentimental value. <laughs> I know. Um, it's fuck you. If you have friends like that, tell them to fuck off. Yeah. So I think, I think it's, I think it's, uh. I think it's really important. I think another thing that I'm really, really proud of us for is uh, us being able to be together and also run a business. Because that's fucking Or not even hard. the proud of us, but like what What do you think was what contributes to a successful relationship? Contributes to, to our, our success? Our, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I think uh, two stubborn fucks. What does that mean? You know what that means? I know what that means, but how does that play into having a successful relationship? Well, so if if you got an x-ray, right, of both of our heads, the skull thickness is probably thick as fuck. That that doesn't, okay, what, what part? And then of, if you weighed our heads, they're I both probably above average weight. They're probably like two bowling balls that are just so dense and thick on the inside. So you're saying that that worked in our favor because why? Because I think for us, regardless of what the obstacle is, we're so stubborn, we have to see it through. Okay, well, you call it stubborn. I call it being in love. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I don't know what love has to do with skull thickness, but I guess if you have a thick fucking skull that's a heavy dome, then <laughs> you're going to be in love too. But I think like, you know, like I think so. So there, this is the reason why I'm bringing the business side of it into it is because um as we're talking about our relationship, there's already three problems, right? You have your own, you always have to do your personal growth. So that's already two of each person. Then you have the joint problems of the relationship of these two personalities, like, you know, the friction that it causes, there's three. And then the minute you're balancing a relationship as and a business, I don't think it's four, I actually think it's minimum five. And, and, and this is why I think it is, it's four, because you are bringing the physical business in. So now you are business partners running a business. But the fifth one is you're also lovers running a business. So that's different. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of times where we had a fight, a personal fight about some personal shit. When it comes to business, we don't call that meeting off. We have to go into it fucking staring each other down, hating each other's fucking guts and me knowing that you're not going to jack me off while I watch my favorite porno that <laughs> night. <laughs> we still we still work through whatever we need to work through to reach those goals so that we can pay our employees and all that stuff. And that's really difficult. Or we can be awesome personal life. You just jack me off while I watch my favorite pornos and we're like, we're literally lovey-dovey. We have a difference in business during the business meeting and then that gets taken back and now your business partner is trying to have a romantic relationship so it's actually five or more sets of problems that you have to deal with and with all of that we actually have so many businesses together that 
I'm really proud of what we're able to do. And, um, and I think what really helped us go through all of those things is I think even though we have really thick, densely formed skulls <laughs> that make us stubborn, I think when it comes time to it, we're actually pretty good at putting away our ego and our stubbornness for the greater good. And I think that's what really helped us out. Because I think when we sense that one of us is really hurt, one of us really like go introspectively and go, okay, well, how did I contribute to this? Even though I know that person's a fuckhead right now, like what can we do to, you know, like acquiesce this and then make it feel better? And like there's times where we're fucking pissed, like we want to strangle the shit out of each other, but something funny happens or like, you know, like there's just a little, all it takes just is that one little. you being an idiot. It just and takes then I that, look at you and I'm like, wow, he's really dumb. So it takes like one little, one little, yeah, one little thing and it just unravels it and we start laughing and it's a good time again. Yeah. Humor is another one. Like not taking yourself so seriously. I think it's the ego that you just touched upon. Like I think that's a, that's a big sign of just maturity when you're able to, and this is hard, man. Like like understanding when it's you versus your ego talking that shit's fucking hard i'm still trying to like get a hold of that but like when i'm able to catch that my ego is getting the best of me then immediately i'm able to be like oh fuck i need to step back i'm like i'm fucking putting way too much fuel into this fire and if i can catch it then i'm quick to be like okay wait i'm sorry i don't know what happened let's just talk now and usually that like it's so hard because like I think half the times when people argue because it's already passionate, you don't know if it's you talking or the ego talking, right? It's like someone goes, man, this coffee tastes like shit. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't taste shit. Like shit tastes really good. And then later you're like, wait, what does that coffee mean to me? I didn't even make this coffee. I bought it at this place that I thought was good. Why do I have such a personal attachment to it? And I'm like, oh, because my fucking ego is doing the goddamn fighting again. Because if your ego was on check or if ego was just chilling, like this coffee's not good. Oh, that sucks. Well, my my coffee's pretty good. You want to try mine? You know? Ego's ego's tough. That's fucking hard, though. Yeah. That's really hard. Especially if you got thick fucking skull formations. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I feel like also um, helps in a relationship, at least for us. What? Is the, the... thick-headedness because sometimes like we're not like it could be the ego that's kind of going in and and because we're so um persistent and thick scolded that we're just like wait wait no this isn't right like this isn't you you're not being yourself you just need some time to yourself and then we'll continue the conversation and we won't give up until that shit's solved and i think that's really important because um like when you sweep shit under the rug it like it just manifests in different ways and like it just eats away at you and 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 nothing gets resolved and then it's just problem after problem after problem getting piled on on top of each other and you just feel heavy about being in this fucking relationship but then the other person could be completely content and happy and they don't know what the fuck's going on and then and then it gets to the point where you're like pushed to your limits and then you explode and you're like, fuck this shit. I want it to be fucking over when it didn't have to be over. You didn't have yeah. to feel that way. Yeah. And I've been in relationships like that where I've just held on to things without even knowing that I was holding on to things. 
Maybe I felt like if I opened my mouth, um, I was being naggy or some shit. Probably. So I think a lot of probably what I'm really naggy. Mm -hmm. So I think what ended up happening was um, obviously I didn't really love this person because I was such a bitch. But yeah, I think I, I held in a lot of the things that I didn't like about the relationship to the point where I'm like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And then I'm like, hey, so we need to talk. And they're like, oh, shit, I had no idea. Like, if you would have told me, I could have fixed this shit. What a bitch. Okay, they didn't say it like that. We were really young and immature. It was more like, no, please, no. And I'm like, nah, sorry. Um, Change of heart here. One thing I think that's really cool is as accepting as we are of each other, I think the stubbornness actually helps out because um, I think when you're stubborn, you're committed and you want to see it through, right? So I think what's really cool about the stubbornness that works for us too is that we never let each other uh, steamroll each other. You know what I mean? Like I've been to like people's houses where you can clearly tell, okay, the chick decorated this entire house and the the dude, his fucking balls sucked into his body (laughs) and he doesn't give a fuck, you know? And and he's just completely like, okay, this whole realm of our relationship is going to be hers or vice versa. Where the girl's like, okay, and you're like, why does this place smell like fucking college dorm room? And it's because the girl, her vagina sucked into her body and the guy steamrolled all the way through. And I think for us, because we're so fucking stubborn that we have to leave our initials somewhere and it can't be a complete lie down and roll me over. So every single room or every single space. That sounds exhausting. Every single room or every single space has a little bit of both of us. You know, like even, even like our closet, right? Which is to me, that's a place that could be, ste- I could be steamrolled. Um, but You're pretty steamrolled in our closet. It is, but it's also, um, there's still a very guy side to it. And you actually support me. Like you don't come in and go, okay, you don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to do the whole thing for you. Go, what is it that you want? And then I'll do it my way for you. Yeah. You know, and I, I really like that. I think that's like super, super cool. And even, even when you're designing like our room with the swinging chair, you're like, hey, is this too girly? Because if it's too girly, I don't want that. And you always consider me because you know that there's a part that um, you don't want to steamroll me and the same thing for me to you. Like always. Uh, yeah, I respect you. Yeah. Yeah, I think respect is huge. Um, and I think that's one thing that we overlooked because I think one, I think once we get in a relationship sometimes, we just kind of assume that they're going to always be there. And now it's like, okay, this is my best friend. I don't have to work on this anymore. And we kind of like neglect that a little bit. Yeah. And we don't respect the person. And like, it's such an interesting concept. But I think I was like that. I, I don't think I respected people after I got with them. Because I'm like, why have you now? What do I need? What else do I need to do? You know? Yeah. And it's such an immature way to look at a relationship. But because I have so much respect for you, like, um, when, when the ego is like, if we're fighting and the egos are coming in. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to fucking bark back because you hurt me and I'm barking back because it makes me feel better to know that I'm fucking affecting you in some negative way. But then as soon as you say something that hits, I'm like, oh, shit, I re- actually respect him. And like, that's true. And like, um, I-, I back down immediately. And I love that about you, too. I love that um, you don't really have too much of an ego. So like when you catch yourself or when I say something that clicks in your head immediately, it's like 180 flip. And you're like, like, I always feel like your ultimate goals are happiness. It's to get jacked off again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I like how you hit that note over and over again, because it's like you're looking at 
a relationship from like a macro perspective. You know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, I'm trying to be with this bitch until we're like 120, you know? And if right now we're we're beefing and it feels good to fight back, let me let me zoom out a little bit and see what my angle is. Oh, 120 with this bitch. Is this problem really that? Nah, it ain't worth it. And like, we just kind of like stop it. And I think that's really, really uh, important. You know, I think that that contributes to a lot of our success is that we have huge respect for each other. Even like even doing business with each other, you know, like I really do feel that from you. Um, there's times where I've made calls and you're just like, I'm not sure if I would have made the same call, but because of the my position and um, and because you, you zoom out and you know what the, the end goal of the company is that you're just like, well, let's see where this goes. Yeah, I'm going to respect that and I'm going to I'm going to back it up. And I really do, I really do um, feel like that also contributes to the success that we have, like working together. One thing that one of my mentors told me that I really like is that he says, he doesn't know shit and nobody knows shit. And this guy is a guy who started Hurley, which is a giant fucking company mm-hmm. sold to Nike, probably a nine figure company. And he told me that when Uber first came out, he thought it was the stupidest idea in the world. <laughs> he goes, guess what? I don't no fucking shit. know shit. And he goes, so that's what he told me. He's like, all the advice that I ever give you, he goes, at the end of the day, it's all right for me, but it could be all wrong for you. So if you have a gut feeling and you want to go, fuck you, say that and do it because yeah. no one knows shit. Yeah. Ever. Like from uh, the famous show Ozark, one of our favorite characters, Ruth. Yeah. She says she doesn't know shit about fuck. That's one of my favorite lines ever. Yeah. I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> we were like, I like that because well, I don't know shit about fuck either. She's one of my favorite characters on TV of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. She's pretty gangster. She's just so like, she came from super down there where like, you know, like there's very little resources and she thought her world she's was this small. People. Yeah, her thought she thought her world was this small, and she scaled up infinitely and became very smart. And she just had these wits about her that really applied to more and more um, crime, organized uh, crime, organized business. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's fucking funny. Wait, what did you just say? What? Because I started thinking about the show Ozark, and I lost. You uh, brought up Ozark. I didn't even bring no, up no, no, Ozark. No, no, I know, but you were saying skull. shit about what? fuck. And that's because I was saying that's what contributed to our success of business because we're, we're we don't have that and we respect each other. We respect each other. Yeah. And we back each other's decisions because we both know we don't know shit. Yeah. Yeah. I th- Damn. The more I talk about this, the more I feel like it's so important for me to feel like, like an equal. <laughs> really? Yeah, it Why? really is. Because um, I don't so, know. Because you're insecure I think because about not just, being equal. I think because just how what I saw, you know what I mean? Like I don't the even care if we're equal or not. That's awesome. But the environment around me. Um, I just kept seeing that men are here, women are here. And I'm like, I don't like that. I always want it to be here. I never want it to be man down here, women. Like, I just want us to be like, hey, we're just people with the brain and opinions. And now we're going to talk about these opinions with our brains. I like it when the guy is here and then the girl's just a little bit, little bit down right there. It's like that. <laughs> I thought you just said you didn't care about it. Uh, only with you. Oh, but with everyone else, you want... Th- yeah, with everyone else is equal, but just with these, but just a little bit down You don't there. give a fuck. Just a little bit right there. Nah, bit. you don't care. Because even at night when we're sleeping, you don't even see this. So we have our blankets, right? It's separate. But I thought you were going to say you're going to push my pillow down just a little bit to your... I, I, so I do do that when you're sleeping. I push it down a little bit and then I inch over just a little bit just so I don't have that inch on you in the bed. 
<laughs> and then uh, right when you wake up, I roll over. So you think that I gave you more of the bed. <laughs> You're dumb. So I have a You're little so bit. It's a little bit. Okay. And I think the biggest. Even when I like when we're driving in the car, I see where your, your car's at and I scoot my chair back just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit, and I raise it just a little bit. So how like, come you're like I'm physically talking, shorter? How, no, that's why I'm just, I'm just always talking down to you Why is it when you, you hug like me, this? you look up, and you like, you, you put your arms up this way. So you're hugging me up this way. How come well, because you're, like you're a little bit taller. I know, but it, I already have the inch on you. I have a fucking foot on you. A foot? Okay, fine. I have an inch. I have two inches on you. Two inches of thick skull, maybe. I mean, I look pretty damn taller than you. I'm 5'11". What about right now? Look at this. All yeah. of a sudden, I'm talking down to you. Now you're trying to sit up. Yeah, all of a sudden talking down to you all of a sudden. Anyway, the final thing that I think really does contribute to... How funny to would it be if this podcast God. ended in a fight? <laughs> we start <laughs> off with the things that we liked about our relationship. I don't think we've ever had a, a video in our history of filming. I yeah. don't think there's ever been one video where when we say cut, it carries over and we have to talk about it. Do you remember a time? Uh, no, I usually just go to the bathroom and just cry my brains out. Come on, be serious. God damn it. Thick skulled fucking no. Neanderthal. No. Right? Yeah. I don't, I mean, nothing's that serious. And that was going to be my final point is just having a good sense of humor. I think just laughing and having fun in a relationship is, 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 uh, contributes to big time success. Cause it's like you're just this playful, you're like, you're free now. You're, there's no judgment. You can like, I act a fucking goofball with you. Like I sing, sometimes I just fucking dance for no reason and I just, or I yell out of nowhere. Like I feel ultimately free and like we can laugh and I can I can tap into my like, my my younger kid, I guess. The self. Inner, inner child, yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. So I see this relationship as like a lot of fun. Like, like in other settings, I have to be this person you know and i try to stay fun everywhere i go but sometimes it just it's it's not the right time you know so when i come home i know that it's always the right time so i think that's that skinny. that contributes to our success too that's it you got nothing else to say no i think you have fun i have fun taika has fun i think we have a fun family yeah it's pretty damn <laughs> that's taika <laughs> 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 all right y'all well hopefully you guys got some sort of insight um to what and, and whatever we just shared again could not all of this could not even apply to you guys and you're like shut the fuck up everyone's different everyone's, we don't know shit about fuck we don't know shit about fuck always but this is what's been working for us um and who knows maybe in like two five years it's going to be completely different advice or information so Take this with a grain of salt. Take what you what you like. Apply it to your life. What you don't like, throw that shit away. Bust a Bruce Lee. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. All right. So special thanks to our sponsor, Thrive Market. Remember to become a member risk-free. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash bell, B-E-A-W. And when you join today, you're going to get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. So that's thrivemarket.com slash bail. And make sure to go check out barbellbrigade.com. We just dropped our identity collection, which includes shirts like this, where it's just our evergreens, our shirts that are just our basic, our fundamentals to the brand, our hoodies, our tanks that will never go out of style, just the basic ones. Make sure you go to barbellbrigade.com.